um, I thought I'd drop a very short podcast to um, debut my uh, new intro, which is too long and sounds shit. Um, also, I've been working on an edit of a conversation that I had with Semi-Urge of Archon's March On, which I will try and put up next week. I was quite inspired by sitting down and speaking with Alex the other week um, to try the format again because I quite like actually I think it's just because I'm so lonely and isolated that sitting down and having a conversation with someone god there's no way I can finish that sentence without it sounding desperately sad so I'm just going to leave it there hanging like a foul smell Now that, my friends, is some kind of interlude music there, isn't it? I feel like I'm suddenly more upbeat and serious and professional. Like, um, I don't know, some kind of imaginary late 80s New York uh, morning television show. Like, I'd be wearing braces and spectacles, would have a couple of newspapers in front of me, a cup of coffee, um, an attractive but professional guest of some description, and uh, a bit of banter, and then I'd go, all right, guys, uh, but why don't you call in with with your opinions? Now it's over to you. Which, of course, would have been a great opportunity for me to play any of the thousands of messages I've received between uh, now and my previous episode. But, of course, um, there have been none. Uh, I guess that's fair. It was quite long and uh, I didn't talk about anything interesting. Okay, so um, I've also uh, got nearly a minute or more into the show and I've not actually said, Hello, welcome to Alone in the Labyrinth. Let's have some interlude music. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to stop using that music. I can't help it. It's really addictive. Uh, so just a short episode, just to check everything's working. And uh, I, I wanted to say that I've been a little bit sidelined by the uh, episodes of Keep Off the Borderlands um, about uh, Doggerland and uh, the system that Barney and Spencer are putting together and their Mesolithic setting for the their game. Um, just like th- three, maybe four episodes about shamanic magic or not magic, which was just a, was just a really, really good discussion. Um, uh, not been any updates from uh, Spencer for a little bit. I hope everything's all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like the discussion just obviously crossed over with so much of the stuff that I've been doing with Pariah, um, that I don't know, I don't know where, where I jump in. I think I'm just going to sit back and watch and just, uh, and listen and see where their, see where their game goes. Um, but going back to some other things that were on, uh, Spencer's Keep Off the Borderlands podcast alignment now i don't usually play alignment in games um and i only really think in D uh it really fits in anything other than the original um, implied setting um which i think was mostly inspired well the alignment setup was mostly inspired by matthew moorcock michael moorcock uh, the British fantasy guy who was also in some band or something as well. 
I've never read any of his stuff, and uh, I'm sure it's great, but um, I don't actually read a lot of genre literature. But speaking of genre literature, received a copy of Cormac McCarthy's No Country for Old Men, famed for being a, a genre breaking kind of take spin on the Western, um, which I picked up because I was inspired after watching the movie by the Coen brothers for the second time, or maybe maybe third time. Anyway, it was a recent rewatch, having not watched it for probably a decade or so. Firstly, it's aged really well, but with a little bit of the trad alignment stuff spinning at the back of my head, I gave it a bit of a uh, an interesting reading. Well, interesting to me, anyway. did that there probably is already a built-in coffee pouring sample in anchor but um yeah if you're listening you're probably thinking god drink some water man why have you got so much saliva in your mouth um yeah this is an asmr radio i'm sorry Ah, probably too much noise Ah, grossing some people out and arousing some right so my thoughts on No Country for Old Men and Alignment and the original D&D wrapped up in two minutes. Go. Um, so the original version of D&D kind of presents a world uh, which is very unresolved. You build it yourself based on the instructions on how to make dungeons and run wilderness campaigns and populate those hexes. And the monster manual and the spells, they all combine to give you a bit of a sort of tacit world building which, by the way, is the kind of world building I really, really like rather than reams and reams of written history, etc. But if we put together this in our mind, we can imagine that, in a sense, uh, this is a wilderness where things like uh, some kind of church or religion embodies law, and that is also manifest through liege lords, etc. But there's chaos and magic and all these dungeons just appearing out of nowhere and what do they even mean and what are they for? And they don't really make any sense, but you can lean into that. This is like, you can make it something dark and mysterious and strange rather than something that is logically consistent. And that for me embodies like the idea of law and chaos. There's something rigid and understandable and comprehensible and something else which is beyond our comprehension, something eldritch or, you know, cosmic in its scope. I'm not going into uh, Cthulhu. I'm just trying to provide some additional context um if we then you can stretch it further and think about the idea that these dungeons spring out of nowhere and people go off and go to them because for some reason they're just absolutely chock full of gold like seriously the dungeons and dragons economy well whatever's going on in that world would go absolutely balls up with the amount of gold that suddenly manifests um which is probably why you know cost like a three gold pieces for a sword or whatever which is an insane amount of cash and why some people go to silver standard though i don't see how that's any different if you're bothered by the value of precious metals in your imaginary game world um, which you might be and no offense to you if you are but you're ridiculous ah no you're a consistent and logical thinker and i admire you and like you um 
the the point I'm trying to make is that chaos, instead of being magic and mystery and darkness and the the underworld that it's presented as in Nought Edition D and D, in No Country for Old Men, it is mass media, it is television, it is the drugs and the money and all the rest of it that's emerging as the post-industrial era gets well underway and Reagan's 80s is about to take off and everyone's going to be doing crack cocaine in a few weeks and then ecstasy and then meth and so it goes. Um, the cycle of self-destruction and profiting from that self-destructive cycle. Uh, and I just think it's a great kind of skeleton for, uh, yeah, I just think there's a lot of parallels. And so it's inspired me to, well, what could I do? I could either make a uh, OSR style, no country for old men RPG. I'll let you do that. I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to write a ripoff, sorry, parody, no, pastiche of Cormac McCarthy's novel, but set in the world of Nought Edition, Zero Edition, uh, Little Brown Book D&D, because that's totally normal, right? Oh man, I started this trying to think, uh, let's do a one minute podcast. No, let's do a two minute. No, a 10 minute. Uh, okay, right. Let's try and keep it below 11 minutes um, and say thanks for listening. Um, and uh, please call in with your, well, I don't know, with your shopping lists, with your poetry, with your spontaneous Ignu haikus. And uh, next time I post something, it will be me talking it will be an interview with Semi Edge of Archon's March On. Bye bye. <laughs>